My name is Catherine Clark, and I am the director of Catherine Clark Gallery in San Francisco. We are located at 150 Minna Street, adjacent to the SF MoMA, between 3rd and New Montgomery Streets. We've been in this location, newly, since June of 2007. Uh, prior to that, we were located in 49 Geary, and prior to that, in Hayes Valley. It's uh, been almost 18 years since the gallery first opened. One of my favorite comments when we first moved, well, two of them. The first one was, um, it's really great to find Chelsea two blocks south of 49 Geary. That was one of my favorite comments, partly because we had contemplated moving to the East Coast, so it was sort of like, oh, I kind of did what I had wanted to do without actually moving 3,000 miles from my hometown. But additionally, um, a lot of people said, you know, the work looks smarter here, funnier here. There's a way in which the political work seems more political, the humorous work seems more humorous. And I think it has to do with this space. And to that end, I feel like I really have to compliment Tim Campbell because not only was he the designer for the space, but he was a longtime client of the gallery. And I think because of that, he sort of had a deep understanding for what we were trying to do as gallerists and what the work was about. And he was really invested in that and making sure that the space showcased that. Uh, currently, we have on exhibition a, a painting show by Julie Heffernan titled Broken Homes and a video program by Adam Chapman called The Starling Drawings. In general, the content that is most compelling for me is work that's politically charged, um, often delivered um, with humor and um, with sophisticated artistry. Um, a case in point is Julie Heffernan's current exhibition of um, paintings. There are 15 in the, in the show, and each of them features um, a series of uh, vignettes that are contained in some kind of either organic or architectural structure. Uh, for example, the painting right behind me is called self portrait as broken home and uh, within the pod you're seeing multiple apartments each of which reveals some kind of strange um, domestic scenario. Uh, you'll find it interesting to know that she listens to NPR while she makes her, her work and so some sort of um, meeting of the content, the news content from NPR and the fantasy stories going on inside of her own brain collide in these rooms. Um, she likes to think of them as sort of a, a meta picture of life in general and as that you move up through the structures the scenarios become more um, evolved. Um, and she also thinks about the content or the dramas that are um, ongoing in each of the structures as a device for helping the viewer's eyes to move through the painting. What I like about them is that um, they're not only gorgeously rendered, but she uses that as a trick to suck you into looking at the paintings, only to in turn deliver a really uh, powerful punch of um, more subversive content. Um, so I like the idea that what you see isn't really entirely what you get on initial inspection. And by contrast, perhaps, is the work of Adam Chapman. He's a video artist, also from New York. And um, he began as an artist working in more static media, like Julie, um, but uh, when he was on an American Academy Rome um, residency last year, became fascinated with the moving birds that um, are called starlings that are uh, uh, in a particular area of Rome um, in the fall in swarming groups. And so he decided to videotape them and they're very meditative videos. Um, so they're sort of moving drawings of sorts. Um, and what's particularly strange about these birds is that they move in these um, big groups 
um, seemingly all together like a school of fish, but without any one particular bird leading the group. Um, and because there's so much natural reference in Julie Heffernan's work, we thought that the starling drawings of Adam Chapman would be a nice complement to, to her take on nature. Hello, I'm Patricia Suito, and you're at the Patricia Suito Gallery in San Francisco. The gallery was for 10 years at 49 Geary Street, but I decided when I was looking for a new space, I wanted something raw. I wanted something that had energy, that could push an artist to express themselves against the backdrop of something that was unfinished, that needed to be expressed. And I came, surprisingly enough, a few doors down from 49 Geary to 77 Geary. And before I walked in, I, I knew, I just knew that this was going to be the space. There were these beams, this stuff hanging from the ceiling, some, some brick, which made people a little bit nervous, a floor that was completely unfinished. And I thought, this is my dream. I still wanted two separate regions that I could uh, exhibit works. One allowing another gallery space that was independent of the main space, which is what we're in. And then I also wanted the possibility of a small segue space so that I could show more gallery artists. In this particular case, it's Jonathan Burstein and Bayate Ross-Smith. Hi, I'm Jonathan Burstein, and this is a show of new work of mine. It's called Visage, and these are mixed-media portraits. They're made from primarily collage, and I use collage uh, as paint, in a sense. So I, I think of them as paintings, um, even though they're made with glue and, and paper. They're made from pictures of paintings that I cut up out of art magazines and different art publications. I just started experimenting and I realized that there was as much range in color and tone and pattern and visual meaning in these art magazines as there was in paint and I could learn more about the painting process. There's also a kind of a sick satisfaction in just taking scissors to this slightly self-important publication and repurposing it for my own ends. I'm really interested in the visual mixing that happens where it's just a bunch of blobs of color up front and as you step back it resolves into something that seems like it makes sense. And this series of small portraits are based on photographs I took of museum guards at the de Young Museum in San Francisco. 
they are composed of different publications that I gathered when I was at the museum. So visitor guides, membership brochures, maps, educational materials, postcards, posters, anything I could find that had an image from the de Young's collection. So they're basically, as I said, made into and out of the work that they're guarding. And I just like the idea that they, they spend all day in these galleries looking at this work, and I just like to imagine that it affects them somehow and becomes part of their way of seeing the world. And so I wanted to visually represent that by having them composed of the objects and paintings that they spend all day guarding and taking care of. My name is Bayate Ross-Smith, and the name of this project and exhibit is Pomp and Circumstance, First Time to Be Adults. And a lot of my work has to deal with identity and how identity is conceived projected and then interpreted by the world around the individual. This particular project is about high school proms. And what drew me to this subject matter was the way in which young people are formulating and then expressing what they feel is their adult identity at what is the start of their adulthood. What I was interested in with the proms was that it's one of the few consistent rite of passage rituals that we have. And it's one of those first official nights where you get permission to create an adult identity for yourself and live it out. What became interesting to me as I started looking at all these different photos that I had was I realized these are all really like adult archetypes that these young people are living out. So to a large degree, I mean, this is what they think we as adults do and they're they're emulating that and they're also emulating that performance so it's a performance of adulthood your, your first official one i'm doing something uh, significantly different than a prom photographer is doing they are taking a very quick snapshot there's not a lot of detail and thought put into how the picture is going to look or the printing of the picture where i'm examining uh, the role identity is playing at this point in these uh, young people's lives. There's a lot of um, social examination. Uh, some people might even say there's an anthropological examination to it, and I'm putting it in a historical context. And so the process and how I get them to react in front of the camera and how I interact with them is significantly different. I'm not just going to get up there and say, okay, here, stand in this traditional pose, click. And I try to make them aware of the significance of the picture too. And make them feel important. Because I, I like the idea of putting these young people on a grand scale, like they are, you know, the Duke of whatever or, you know, this important person. 